Hello and welcome to another episode of Stolaroid Stories. Today my guest is Veronica Yorka-Smith. Who is Veronica? Veronica is an inclusion consultant, a public speaker and a writer. She's originally from the Canary Islands, from Spain. Veronica is the author of The Lemon Tree Mindset, which is a non-fiction book for anyone who wants to reinvent themselves and find a new path in life. And this is exactly what Veronica did. She lost her job at Apple, and then she started working hard to build a new career. So Veronica is now a successful solopreneur. She's a writer. She's an influencer. And um, in her book, The Lemon Tree Mindset, which is what we're going to talk about in this episode, so you will hear her story, you will um, discover how you too can reinvent yourself. Maybe you want to change job. Maybe you want a better life. Maybe you want to change something in your life. Well, then Veronica is here to help you do that. I hope you will enjoy this conversation and um, get ready to listen now because it's story time. Welcome, Veronica. Welcome to Stolaroid Stories. Finally, after one maybe more than one month uh it's um it's it's an honor for me to have you here welcome to the show thank you fabio and it's really my pleasure to be here with you and uh with your guests uh so veronica would you like to introduce yourself briefly to our listeners Sure. So uh, I'm originally from Spain, but I've lived in nine countries and uh, Hong Kong is home right now and it's been home for the past 16 years. In terms of what I do, I'm a public speaker. I'm a consultant of diversity, equity and inclusion. And I'm also an author since uh, this year when I published my my first book. And uh, outside what I do for work, I'm a mom of two little kids, and I'm also a triathlete. So I think that gives you a little bit of an overview, not only of what I do, but also who I am. Yeah. Um, so you, you you like sports, you like writing, you like uh, languages, because um, as I was saying before, uh, before we press record, I've just seen your video on LinkedIn where you speak your six languages, right? Um, and, uh, so you published this book called The Lemon Tree Mindset. There you go. Um, what's this book about? So this book is, um, a little bit of a journal because it's uh, my story when I had to reinvent myself, when I found myself unemployed at the age of 41 in a new country, which was Australia with my two young kids. I was separated from my husband due to the pandemic, and I was not able to find a job. So all of a sudden, after more than 15 years in the corporate world, I was unemployed. The recruiters in, in Australia, they, they didn't even want to talk to me. And uh, I was playing a little bit the, the victim role of, ah, I don't have a network here, and I don't have experience. And, and month and month went by, and I continued with this narrative of, of being a victim. And then one day, I had like this idea that, uh, well, if recruiters don't see my value, I can actually show my value because thanks through to um, the digital 
technologies and possibilities, you can go to any social media and, and share your value. So I started doing that. And when I said, well, I don't have a network here, I really turned my mindset around and I said, well, I can create one. And the last thing was, well, if I don't have a job, why don't I create my own? And so this change in mindset really triggered a whole life transformation for me. And so I went from being unemployed, as I was saying, to starting to create content on different social medias. I started to create my network. I became a consultant, solopreneur. I started to speak in public. I started to write. And uh, a few months later, like six months after that, I found that I had published my first book, that uh, my business was really starting to take off. I was happier than I had ever been in my career because I, I was doing things that I was super passionate about, like writing. Mm. And so when I went through this transformation a few months after, I realized that a lot of people feel quite lost in their life, whether it's maybe they don't like what they're doing for work or they have a passion that they would like to pursue. And a lot of people live in a very flat flat life and, and they would like to do something different. And I thought, well, why don't I look back to my own journey and explain what I did, share the journey, but also it's not only about my journey, but it's more about giving people a framework so that they can start a new path just like I did. And whether your path is to start your own business or whether it's to become a, a digital uh, entrepreneur or whatever, whatever it is, the book is really for those people who are looking are driving change and they need a little push and they need a little inspiration, but they also need tools and something like more tangible. So mm -hmm. that's the story behind the lemon tree mindset. And the name is because in English, we usually say that when life gives you lemons, you should make lemonade. And I turned that around and I said, well, if life gives you lemons, you should use the seeds to plant your own lemon tree, which is the idea of long-term success. And it's also a blink to the fact that English is not my native language mm. anyway, so I can create whatever expression I want. Nice, nice. Uh, so you said you were in Australia and um, you you couldn't find a job and you started sharing value uh, on social media. What does that mean? So what did you do like how can one share value on social media so the first thing to share value is to believe that we have value and very often what we think when we're in a situation like i was when i was unemployed is i i didn't really feel that that i had a lot of value in that in that point in time so the first thing hmm. is to embrace who you are to embrace your skill set your experience uh your passions all of that and for me once i embrace who I am, the experience that I have. I've lived in a lot of countries. Uh, sport is a, is a big thing for me. I said, well, why don't I share my story? So change value with story because there is value in everybody's story. And so my first post on LinkedIn, it was nothing strategic hmm. or anything. It was really sharing my story. And I said, um, 2022 was the year when I lost my job. I found myself unemployed in Australia. I didn't have a network. I faced all this rejection. But 2022 was also the year when I decided to start creating my network and I decided to study and I decided to start writing. So that was my first post. And that's what I mean by value is just sharing who you are and, and what you're doing. That was my very first post. And uh, I did it on the 4th of July of 2022. So almost a, a year ago. And to my surprise, because I share this post, I guess, a little bit out of the blue, and so many people resonated with this concept of being vulnerable and facing challenges, 
it just started to get traction and traction and traction. Mm. And then all of a sudden it had over 30,000 views for someone who had never done anything wow. on, on social media. And maybe it was beginner's luck. I don't know what it was. But for me, it really opened my eyes to the possibilities that there is today with social media and with technology of just amplifying your message. And uh, that gave me the big boost that I needed to say, wow, people are really to listen to me. Maybe recruiters don't, but there are so many other people, entrepreneurs, decision makers, uh, whatever. And so I really started to build my community around who I am as a person and what interests me. Then you said, um, I um, maybe recruiters, you know, a lot of people saw this po this post and uh, because it, it resonated with them. And what about recruiters? So how did you go from there to finding, from being hired by um, by companies? And because uh, you're a public speaker, so companies hire you for workshops. Um, yeah. Yeah. So how did you yeah. go from there to... So, so I, was, I was never hired. What I realized is mm. that I was actually my brand and I was actually my business. And so by starting to uh, create content and by content, it was thought leadership. It was experiences that I had had working in China. I shared a lot about my experience working at Apple because Apple has been the biggest influence in, in my career. I worked for, at Apple for, for seven years. Mm -hmm. So that's how I started to make those connections with different people. So some of them were in conferences, others were consultants in the area of diversity and equity. So it was really starting by starting to extend expand my network that i started to think different i had always looked at my career as the corporate path and the corporate ladder and all of a sudden i realized that you can actually make your career your own mm. so i wanted something that was flexible i wanted something that allowed me to tap into my my different skills and that's how i decided to become a consultant and really start to look for different opportunities that i had never really considered in the past Okay, okay. Um I'm I'm thinking about the stories that you share in the book. Um because you said that it was it's it's like a journal. I haven't read it yet, but I'm uh, I will read it. So it's like a journal. It means that each story I know that you said um before this interview you you told me that there are exercises as well in this book so there's a story and then there's uh -huh. an exercise can you tell us Correct. a little bit more about this yeah so the structure of the book is uh, 19 lessons each mm. of the lessons starts with my story and i call it like this my story so for example one of the lessons is uh room for change mm. and i start to explain how I had never really stopped to pause and think about what I really wanted to do, not only with my career, but in terms of the lifestyle, the mm. future and so on. And I realized that most people, many people are in the same uh, hamster wheel. You kind of go with emotion and go with emotion. And uh, I was somehow expecting or hoping that change would happen mm. when in reality, what I needed to do was to find the time to pause and reflect and do this hard thinking with yourself and have a look in the mirror and say, what is it that you really like to do? Do you wake up excited when you do this? What would make your heart sing? So asking these tough questions. And so that was my story. And then the exercise is, what can you do? 
So make sure that at the end of the day, you dedicate 30 minutes to ask those questions. What are your passions? What are your skills? Where is the area of convergence? And so that's what I mean. It's a journal in the sense that each lesson is based on my story and what I did, but then that inspiration is turned into something very practical and very tangible so that you can take it away and you can make it your own. That's fantastic. Yeah, I'm looking forward to reading this because uh, I've, I've actually started journaling um, one day ago, <laughs> so yesterday. Um, and I, I, I know that journaling is a powerful is a powerful thing to do because it, it you put thoughts down on paper and you start reflecting. It's there for your own eyes. You don't you know you you don't have to worry about mm, formatting or grammar mistakes. Is that what you? I mean, do do you journal on a daily basis or? No, to to be honest, I wouldn't call it journal. I write a lot because um, when I discovered my passion for writing when I was an employee, I never really knew that I had it. Maybe when I was a kid, it became something that started to grow and grow and grow. And so I do write every day. A lot of what I write is really sharing my journey. So in that sense, you could say that is a journal, an open journal. I put it on Medium. I put it on LinkedIn. Mm. For example, now I'm writing a lot about newsletters because I seven months ago, I launched my newsletter on Substack. And I really like to take people along the journey of what I'm discovering, how I launched it, how I'm getting my first paid subscribers. So in that regard, you could say that it's a journaling, but it's not a, a an internal, intimate journal. It's really open for everybody to see. My newsletter is um, is pretty much the same. But I would like to share one example of the book that I think will help you and the audience really understand what I mean by this piece of inspiration, but then turning it into something specific. So one of the uh, lessons is about having a tomorrow mindset. Mm. And what I mean by this is very often we say, oh, I want to do this. I want to, to uh, uh, go to the gym. I want to be fit. I, And, and it's a very open intention. Mm. And when I talk about the, the tomorrow mindset, I, I ask the, uh, the reader to make a list of all the things that you want. And then I share my own list. And in this list, I have things like I want to be a recognized consultant in the diversity, equity and inclusion space. And I also say I want to be a recognized published author. And then I say change the I want to I will. And I share my own list where I say amongst many of the things that are on my wish list, I say I will be a recognized published author. Mentally, when you make this change in language, mm -hmm. it's very powerful because you're turning the I want, which is an open wish, into a reality. Like, I, I will, it's going to happen. And the amazing thing is that I went back to this book and my book and this sentence of I want to be a recognized published author because last week my book made it to top 30 on the category of journaling on Amazon Kindle. Congrats. And when that happened, thank you, <laughs> I'm thrilled, like I couldn't believe it. Uh, and when that happened, I went back to the book and I said, wow, this is really the, the intention that I turned into, into a reality uh, seven or eight months ago when, when I wrote this book. And now it happened. And I share this this week, actually, in my upcoming newsletter, because it's really the message that when you visualize what you want and you turn it into, I will, you are really making that commitment 
you're owning it. It's not just that I want, it's that I'm going to do everything that is in my power to become a bestseller or a recognized author. Do you have a lot of, a, a, a lot of lists, uh, a lot of items on that list? Or, because I know not that sometimes no. I, I have a lot of those I want, you know. Um, but I'm not sure if all of those if I can t- turn all of those into I will, because then to me it would be too overwhelming. So which goal should I focus on? Because th- that's a big question. So should I focus more on this, on that? Like, for example, right now I have to write a master's uh, dissertation. It's a 15,000 word assignment. And I'm not really looking forward to, to writing that. Um, but I must do it. Okay, so I will do it. That's, I know for sure that that's what I, what I will do. But then I have other, I would have more items on that list. But I can't turn them into I will because much of the time will, will be taken up by that assignment. So... Uh-huh. Do you have any kind of systems or how do you choose what's worth doing right now? So that's really more at the beginning of the book when I talk a lot about reflection. I talk a lot about what are the goals that you want to set for yourself. I talk a lot about what is your your value proposition. And the idea is that at the beginning of the book, you really start to narrow down what it is that would really be meaningful for you in your life. So I'm not talking about one specific project or, or one specific item. I'm, I'm talking about big things that you would really consider like life, life-changing life events. For example, mm-hmm. on my list, some of the things that I had was I want to be a speaker at a TEDx. For me, that's, that's one big thing as a public speaker mm-hmm. is something that I would love for it to happen. Of course, I had to narrow down. My list could be huge. Yeah. But because at the beginning of the book, I make this exercise of, what really matters to you? What would really make you, you know, feel that you've achieved something, something big, something huge? For me, for example, one of the big achievements that I've, I've had in my life is uh, finishing an Ironman, which is like the, the biggest and the most challenging triathlon. That was a life-changing event. That made me feel like, wow, there was a before and an after. So for me, it's, it's things like that. It is also, some of them are not just ticking a box, but it's, I talk about how I want to be completely independent working to be able to work fully remote from, from anywhere. And it's something that, that I'm building towards. So it's not only something that you tick a box, like the, the bucket list, but it's also what is the lifestyle that, that you want to achieve. And, uh, when you do this exercise of what really matters to you, then that list starts to become smaller because you realize that there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of white noise in our lives. And what really, really matters, sometimes we just put it on the side because we focus on the urgent things. But the urgent things are very often not the most important. And Hmm. so I think having that understanding is critical to know what really matters to you and what matters in your life. Um, I you said about you talked about the the marathon how was that a life changing event event because for me it was i never thought i was um able physically to oh. do that event and and for the for the audience to describe what an ironman is so first you swim almost 4 kilometers then you do a 180 bike ride and then you finish with a full marathon 
So you do this in one day. You have uh, the cutoff time is 17 hours, 17.30, I think. And you need a lot of training. Like a lot of people, they're not able to finish it. It requires a lot of mental strength. It requires, obviously, a lot of physical training. And uh, when I started in this uh, triathlon world, I looked at it as uh, as something unachievable because it uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty demanding. It's pretty intense. Oh, yeah, a lot imagine. of people, like less less than one percent of the entire population of the world, has done it. So it was a big challenge. And for me, finishing it was life changing. Not so much because of the event in itself, but because of me accomplishing something that in my mind I had convinced myself that I was not able to do that I was not capable and so that is the piece that for me was life-changing and every time I think that something is impossible or I'm not able to do it I go to my little motivation jar and I pick up my cookie from the from the Ironman and I'm like wow you know you're a badass if you're able to do an Ironman you can do anything that's to me that's the definition of success like setting out what you achieving what you set out to do so you wanted to do this. You you prepared for this. I I, I imagine. Did, how long did it, did the uh, preparation take? Two years. Two years. Okay. Well, um, that's a, that's a remarkable achievement. So, and then all this, you know, all your stories, your experience. How did you decide? Okay, now um, all this should be should be into a book. I should put this all into a book. Um, how did you come to that decision? To be honest, it was by talking to people. When uh, I started to talk to people who saw my journey, so because I was very open about what I went through, I had been rejected by recruiters, I started to slowly build my business. A lot of people started to open up and share how unhappy they were, even if they had like amazing jobs from the outside, how they would love to have the courage to try something new, how they always wanted to do whatever it was. And so by talking to people, I realized, well, maybe what I've done is actually something that could help others. If I show them the pathway and they, if they can see the footprints, it could actually give a little bit of a framework for people who, who are feeling lost. Hmm. So I didn't start all of this with the idea of writing a book. I think it was like the convergence of me discovering my passion for writing, which I started to do a lot of writing on Medium in particular, which is a, a writing platform. And then understanding that there was a need for people to have some sort of guidance, but also some sort of inspiration. And I thought, well, that's a perfect match. Because if I have a story of reinvention, I love writing and I know that it can inspire people, but also give them the tools, then this is the perfect book. And that's how the Lemon Tree Mindset was born. Nice. Really nice. Um, I wanted to ask you uh, also about the, I don't know if it's appropriate or not, but you worked, you worked for Apple and um where, did you have like a top position on in, in the company? Yes, it was it was pretty senior. Mm. Uh, so I was the the head of one of the units for Apple in in the entire Hong Kong. Okay. First of all, 
can can you tell us about because you're the first person I've met who worked for Apple. Is, is it a good place to work? If you if you can uh, say. Or... Yes, I, yes, and uh, honestly, uh, I'm happy that uh, you don't put me in a in a compromised position because uh, very often I write about my learnings from Apple in uh, especially in leadership and in people development. So for me, it was a fantastic company. I was there for seven years. I was lucky to go to around the world for training. I went to Australia, I went to New York, I went to China, I went to Cupertino in, in California. So really a company that invests in people, hmm. really a company that puts people first because the philosophy is pretty much that if your employees are happy, they're going to be set up for success and they're going to give the best customer experience possible mm -hmm. and that's going to create promoters. So you can really feel that in, in the company. So yes, for me, it was a fantastic, uh, not only a career growth, but also a personal growth opportunity. Brilliant. Um, so in all this, um, in this transformation, building your business, um, reinventing yourself, how do you think um, how money, how important is money in all this? Like, do you need to have a lot of money to reinvent yourself? Because I'm asking this question because working for Apple, I, I guess, you know, as a top mm, head of, you know, a manager or, um, you know, having an important role in the company, I guess, you know, the, the, uh, the, the salary was quite substantial. But I don't, I don't, I don't want to ask you about that. Um, so how important is money, you think, in this? Because if you are maybe, I don't know, a factory worker who makes, let's say, 1,200 euros a month and you want to reinvent yourself, um, I mean, is this open to everyone? Can anyone, regardless of their social position, uh, can they... Can we all reinvent ourselves, even if we don't have Fabio, enough money to do it, if we need money to do it? Yes. So, sorry, I lost there for, for a minute. So, what I think is that uh, everyone's circumstances is going to be different. In my case, hmm. I started uh, this, this process when I was... Uh, 41. So I already had a lot of years of experience, but also enough financial cushion to be able to, to start and, and say, okay, even if I don't have anything, it's, it's, uh, it's okay. I can, I can do it. Mm -hmm. Some other people might be in a situation where they can't, or maybe they are younger and they're more willing to take risk. Mm -hmm. So my point is everyone is going to have a different starting point, mm -hmm. but the most important thing is that you don't have to quit everything overnight mm. and start to reinvent yourself. Mm. And that's something that I, I, one of the lessons in the book is start small. And I call it the 90-10 rule. A lot of people think when they're in the corporate world that they would love to drop everything and maybe start, I don't know, being a musician or being a writer mm. or, or whatever. And, and honestly, reality check, that's probably not going to happen mm. because you're not going to drop everything unless you are in a situation where I, I didn't leave the corporate ladder, I fell off the corporate ladder. Mm. <laughs> so that, that's what happened to me. But if you start to dedicate every every day, the uh, hour that you dedicate to Netflix or browsing on uh, on social media, and you start to do something about yourself, you start with a reflection and then you find out what are the things that you would really love to explore. 
maybe you are someone who is in the in the corporate world, but you love coaching. So how you start exploring that world and maybe you take a course and maybe you start to to brand yourself like I did on, on, on LinkedIn or, or whatever other platform. So my message is more that reinvention has many different shapes and formats. And it's not, I'm going to drop the towel and leave everything and start from scratch. And, and I'm going to have six months to, you know, like give it all or, or go home. I think you, depending on where your circumstances are, you have to find that formula on how much can you dedicate to that personal reinvention. It can be a small piece. It can be, you know, going going full on. But really having the mindset that it doesn't have to be everything or nothing and that you have ways of doing it. Today, if I, if I may, I was actually talking to a, a colleague of mine, very senior at Apple, and he was telling me how he's, he has always had a passion for coaching. And on the side, he started, he's starting to, have to do a coaching course and he's starting to set up a podcast. And I said, that's exactly the way that, mm. that people should do it. If you can, if you can have a cushion of some sort. And start to build so that when you jump, you're not jumping in an empty pool, but you've already had enough time to fill a little bit that pool and have a bit of water <laughs> to yeah. mitigate the impact. So you don't need the floor. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love this because uh, a, a lot of things sound, you know, amazing in theory. So I'm going to leave my job. I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to move abroad. That's all you know it sounds amazing but then you need as you said there's a reality check that you have to to go through um and i think you're you're the perfect example here of someone who like you reinvented yourself but you're not you're not selling some of those things that we sometimes see on YouTube or on, on online where people say, oh, you know, get rich in, you know, 30 days or invest in this and uh, you'll change your life. Well, actually, no, it's it's a process, right? And you went through that process and you documented that process um, in your book. <clears throat> um, you are writing another book, I uh, I know. What's what's coming next? What's yes. Coming up? So I published the second book, which mm. is called Conquering Your Burnout. And that one has already been out for a couple of months now. I follow the exact same structure that I mentioned before. Unfortunately, I went through a burnout myself in one of the jobs that I had in, in the corporate world. And I shared my story because I think it's such a, an important topic, but also a taboo topic that no one wants to talk about, especially men. And so I thought it would be a great way to just remove all these these layers that they are of uh, of taboo and and be open about it, but also give uh, the readers some frameworks and some tools that I used not only to overcome burnout but to thrive out of burnout. So that was my second book, and my third book, which is already finished and is already edited, and I'm just uh, working on the uh, the little publishing well, not little, the big publishing process mm-hmm. is uh, about is a memoir. So I've lived in. Um, nine countries, as I mentioned at, uh, at the beginning. And uh, it's really looking back, it's kind of a memory lane on going back into all these different countries where I lived and what I learned in these countries. And in each of these countries, I focus on one value mm. that helped shape the person that I am today. So in Brazil, for example, I talk about uh, social justice because that was a, 
a big thing in in Brazil where the the skin of the color of your skin matters. Mm. In France, I talked about uh, inclusion and, and exclusion because I was the the kid who was different. I didn't speak the language. I I looked a bit darker than than the other kids. So so I talk about that. Then I talk about China, going to China when I moved in the early 2000s and how different it was. And especially for a woman who was young and and single, it was it was quite a, a cultural shock. So mm-hmm. I talk about cultural agility and cultural awareness and uh, so it's really kind of closing the loop because it starts with my story of uh, being in Australia and how I look back at all my life and all my values to really understand the person that I am and be able to move forward and it's called the flight home the flight home well, when is it going to be out October uh uh-uh. very soon okay uh it's it's really easy when to write a book when when you share when you have when, when you talk about yourself right i i wrote a, a similar book um about my journey of learning english and i tell 18 stories and w- you know when you talk about yourself you know i i never thought of that one day i would become a pub, um an author you know But then when when you share bits of your life that you think are useful for others um that becomes writing a book becomes really easy don't you find Yes and no mm. in the sense that because this book was a memoir so it's not just this is how I did something for me what would be easy to your point is this is how you learned english this is how i became a triathlete for me uh-huh. that would be an easy book to write because again i would be following a framework when you find yourself in in your early 40s like like i was and i have to talk to write a book about my life in nine different countries and pick the pieces that i think are going to be relevant for the audience but also connect them in a mm. way that is cohesive i mm. found myself stuck many many times and in fact i started this book one year ago okay. and since then i published two books so even though it's the first one that i started writing it's only the third one that i will be publishing because i found it very challenging to be a little bit uh, a spectator of your own life and detach yourself from your story and put yourself in the reader's shoes and make it interesting for them. So I worked with um, an editor in uh, in Australia who is a best-selling author. She's published 32 books. Wow. And she gave me amazing guidance because <laughs> otherwise it would just be a and she said this and this happened and that happened and this happened and she said Veronica, you have to bring the readers on a journey. You can't just tell them what happened. There has to be like these magical connections so that they want to stay on the journey with you so so that type of book biography mm. memoir when it's over a long period of time i found it personally quite challenging mm-hmm. okay 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 i see um but you've inspired me to write more books uh now because i i wrote that one to help language learners um but if i wanted if i wanted to write another book you know what should i what should i start I I don't know it's a so, bit of a, of a weird question but I would I would okay I will write another book I don't want to say I want but I will write another book what's what, what should I write about because we all have stories to tell 
So, what would you... so I'm going to assume that you're talking about nonfiction. Yeah, yeah, uh, for I, sure. I would not. I would be useless at a fiction. I don't Me have too. a lot of creativity. <laughs> so I'm going to stick in the in the nonfiction. You can take many approaches. For me, what has worked is to pick something that you have achieved or a challenge that you have overcome. So in my case, my reinvention is something that I achieved. Mm -hmm. Burnout is something that overcame. And I would go back in, in the past and try to visualize what that journey was like. Because then you're telling your story, but at the same time, you are giving tools and, and mm. frameworks for, for people to, to follow. So in your particular case, I don't know what that could be, mm -hmm. but let's say that uh, you're someone who um, grew up in a, in a family without, uh, without money, for example, and you manage to make it. And today mm. you are not a millionaire, but financially you've made it. How did you get out of poverty, for example? Okay. So something that, that, that you've achieved because then you really have a framework which is really your your own life so it could be something that you've achieved like as i said i could write a book about uh, writing a book for example in your case you wrote a book one of the mm. of the stories that that i that i would like to turn into a book is how i publish on amazon because now mm. i'm about to publish my third book on amazon and i've done all the studying myself i've learned the platform i've learned about uh, facebook ads amazon campaigns uh, SEO, all these things. And people ask me, there are a lot of authors that uh, really read my articles on Medium with a lot of interest on how I became a bestseller, how I chose the right categories. So I realized I had a light bulb moment of I said, hey, there's a book in there's here. A, book a lot there, of people yeah. want to achieve. There's a book in there. Fantastic. So that's how the books come. Achieve something, overcome something, turn it into a book and other people will learn. Those who are a step behind, three step behind, they will want to be where you are. Great advice. Um, yeah, I will have to reflect on this. Um, another question I wanted to ask you is, um, I forgot the question. I had something in mind. Um, oh yeah, uh, so you're, you're self-publishing these books. Why not pitch your idea to an editor? Have you thought about that or so it would be publishers i i did and i got rejected by every yeah, single sorry. one yes uh so because i got rejected after a couple of months i said well i'm not gonna wait like my my mindset the lemon tree mindset is not about waiting for things to happen it's about going and planting mm. your own lemon tree and so the publishers didn't want to publish my book so what am i gonna do I'll just self-publish. I'll learn how to do it. I'll watch YouTube YouTube uh, tutorials. Mm -hmm. I will learn on Amazon. And that's why. To be, and I'm very open about it. Like, I was rejected by publishers, so I found my own way. And to be honest, it's, uh, it's there are a lot of advantages in self-publishing uh, from uh, things like the flexibility that it gives you to be in full control of how you do the marketing, pricing, and things like this. But also, financially speaking, the royalties when you self-publish are much more interesting than, mm. than if you have a publisher. So, you know, you have the, the pros and cons, but that's my honest answer. I was rejected. Okay, well, uh, but the Lemon 3, you've got that mindset, the Lemon 3 mindset. So, um, going back to what, something you said before, you said that you, you're writing this book um, about living in different countries and you mentioned in Brazil, I learned this in China. What did you learn in Italy? 
So in uh, in Italy, it was not specifically uh, specifically about uh, Italy itself. It was more about uh, I put that chapter under the independence because that's when I started to uh, study. I went by myself when I was seventeen. I first moved to Spain. Then I was I was in Italy. So it was really more about the uh, the independence and okay. really becoming your own person. Okay. Okay. I did learn a lot of things in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure you did. Um, all right. Uh, what what else? What else would you like to chat about here, Veronica? Is there anything we should? No, I think for me that the message mm. for the audience is is very clear. Is take this as an inspiration to try something new. It doesn't have to be something huge, and you don't need to quit anything overnight. Please don't. But mm-hmm. uh, really think on on dedicating a little bit of time to yourself. Like if you're in the hamster wheel, just press the pause button mm. and think. Think a little bit about yourself, about your passion. And who would have told me that I would have discovered my passion for writing at 41 mm. and one year later I would have two books published? That would not happen if I hadn't had the time to really think and discover and rediscover myself. So so take the time to think about what you would like to do. Don't uh, don't get stuck inside inside the box because I've, I've been there and it's very difficult to look sideways when mm. when you're just always looking mm. in in one direction. So so my last thought is just really to inspire people after this episode to to go and uh, I planted the seeds. So I want you to think about about your own lemon tree and what that's going to look like for you. Lovely. Love your story and uh, I love your your motivation and passion. That's great. Um, after all we've talked about, sometimes I ask this question, after all we've talked about, what, what should we call this episode? (laughs) I would call it the lemon tree mindset, (laughs) but I'm a little bit biased. (laughs) The lemon tree mindset with Veronica, with Veronica. Mm, Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll have to work on this. Planting your lemon tree. Planting your lemon. I give you the seed. Okay, okay. Um, all right. Where can people find you? Um, well, your book is on Amazon. I will put a link in the show notes. And you're on LinkedIn. You said. Can we share that too? Yes, I'm on. I'm on LinkedIn. If you're a writer or an aspiring writer or a reader, I'm on Medium as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I recently, so I'm taking one page of my book. I started on X. So last week I started my journey creating content on X, so you can find me there as well. X, which is the the uh, former Twitter, right? Um, okay, so X, LinkedIn, Medium, Amazon, and your website. You have a website. Do you want? And my website. Do you want to direct people to that or? Sure. Yeah. One thing that I always love people to, to invite is my newsletter, which is on, on Substack. It's also called The Lemon Tree Mindset. So very easy to find because it's free and uh, I take people on a journey. So it's really, I call it the newsletter that empowers yourself to build your thing and brand yourself. So I talk about empowerment. I talk about building your thing or solopreneurship. Mm-hmm. And I also talk about uh, the tools, so how to make it happen and the branding to build a, a personal brand. So if you're interested in those topics, building something, branding yourself and having the, the motivation, then uh, I think that newsletter will be for you. Fantastic. Thank you, Veronica. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. 
Alright, I hope you found this conversation inspiring and helpful. Please feel free to get in touch with Veronica. All the links are in the show notes. You will also find a link to my book club, which is a book club for business owners. So small, small business owners, um, freelancers and solopreneurs. We read books about marketing, entrepreneurship, um, creativity, productivity, mindset, all these things. It's a little community that I'm creating. There are four people right now, a, a couple of English teachers, a writing coach, me and another person is joining in October. So if you're interested in being part of a little community of readers, so we read to improve ourselves and our business, um, the link is there. Thank you for listening and I hope that you will join the next episode of Stolaroid Stories with another true story. Bye-bye, guys. Bye-bye.